What's up and welcome to Live in the Damn Dream. I'm Mike. I'm still Sarah. And I'm still probably sounding weird because this is part two and you're listening to our social media little masterclass on separate weeks, but we're recording it on the separate day. And just like last week, I'm still at my girlfriend's apartment without my microphone. So Sarah sounds probably like a professional radio host and I sound like a high schooler trying podcasting for the first time. But hey, hopefully the content- me. I'm more qualified. There you go. <laughs> Sarah's the more professional of the group. So hire her for all your jobs. Um, yeah, Sarah. So last week we talked about social media and a lot of the lessons that you'd learned from working with a professional coach recently, kind of how you do your content and uh, how I do mine and some tips for how to hopefully you guys listening uh, take yours to the next level. But it's not just you, social media. It's right there in the name, right? It's social. So this week we figured we chat about best practices for and things we've learned recently on how to interact with the larger world of social media to help increase yourself and your success professionally. Is that a good summation of what we're, we're rocking this week? Did you see me nod? A little bit, yeah. yeah but I, I don't know that, if, you were I felt that, me or if you were actually believing what I was saying. Yeah, I felt that encompassed it pretty well. Yeah, it was like sort of like more internal for our first week, right? More what you can do. Uh, on your own platform and now it's like how do you utilize that platform but even more so like connect like you said with the rest of the world um and and really use it as a tool in that way so yeah i i wrote down a couple of notes um and i think like again we've talked about this before but you sort of have the ability to reach people that you might not normally be able to reach over social media so i think we could maybe start with that um so you know if you are sort of in this media profession like we're talking casting directors we're talking agents and managers um we're talking maybe even peers um but like quote unquote more successful peers <laughs> like people that you don't necessarily think that you would have access to um and you do sometimes on social media right the keyword sometimes some people really hate you contacting them that way and sliding into the dms other people encourage it um, I say shoot your shot and see what happens. But I figured um, I could talk about some ways that I've connected with those types of individuals and you as well, Mike, and then we can sort of go from there. Mm -hmm. So um, first and foremost, I would say casting directors, right? I think that following casting directors is a great way to have access to all kinds of things from, I remember during the pandemic, there were a lot of casting directors that were posting requests for self-tape sort of contests. It was a great way to um, get in front of a lot of casting directors. And you really only knew about that if you were following them on social media. Sometimes they post casting calls that you wouldn't necessarily be able to submit for or wouldn't have heard of. Um, so it's a great way to see if there's jobs available. And there's a couple of accounts that I follow as well that are a great resource. Um, one of them I'll, I'll just shout out. Um, she's Kara... Uh, uh, she's at CCR casting and mm -hmm. she is just posting. Do you follow her or no? I do. Yeah. I mean, she's just got, I think she's such a great resource. I mean, she's posting everything about from self taping and like how to do a full body shot on self tapes and what's expected that way to normalizing, um, slating your pronouns. Like she's just really, I, I really love everything that she's been doing on social media. Um, and you know, and, and it's kind of like a comfort. Like a lot of times she's really speaking to the actor from the point of view, it feels like she's your friend. And we have to remember that casting directors are our friends too. Um, so she's a great follow, but 
Um, you know, even over the pandemic, I remember Jeff Hardwick. He was another one I saw on Twitter. He was taking meetings and it's only because I followed him on Twitter. Um, and I DM'd him and I, he reached out and I got to do a Zoom meeting with him. So, you know, I think in that way, casting directors are great to follow for finding out about jobs, for finding out like what is the industry standard in certain things or things that are happening that we might not be aware of um, for all of those reasons. Um, I will say that I did reach out to Kara at one point to try to get her on this podcast and she did not respond. <laughs> so unfollow her now. Yeah, forget that. Scratch everything we just said. But just an example of like, you know, why sliding into the DM sometimes it won't always work. Uh, I tried doing that. It didn't work, but I still love her as a follow. I think she's got a lot to offer, but maybe not for that reason. Right. And that's anything, right? That's cold emailing. That's cold calling. You're going to hit two out of 50 people you reach out to and DMs are the same thing. But um, I think it's, it's appropriate also to know who to reach out to, or I guess you need to reach out to the appropriate person. Like these casting directors on the acting side, it's pretty cut and dry who it is that you should be reaching out to. It's casting director, it's right there in their title, right? And they have all these accounts that you can follow. On the hosting side, it's a little trickier. A lot of people think that reaching out to the on-air talent that you see and wanna be is the best way to go about it. We've covered on the show, that's not the case. Because if you reach out to me, trying to get like an on-air job at one of my places, I'm not the person that's going to be able to do that for you. So, you know, on the hosting side, think about producers, coordinating producers, associate producers, the people who are kind of making these decisions, uh, who runs talent relations for the brand or the network you want to go to. Um, agents, if you're reaching out for an agent, find the appropriate agent. Don't just reach out to like the William Morris uh, Twitter account find the up and coming sports or entertainment or comedy agent at the like mid tier uh, agency that has an active Instagram or Twitter and slide into those DMS. And it's also, it goes back to our episode last week, making sure you have that content already out there that you can point to. You don't want to just DM someone and say, Hey, I'd love to work for you. Or do you have a job for me or whatever? It's more, Hey, would love to start a chat check out some of my stuff, um, check out my profile. Let me know what you think, would love your feedback. You know, establish a relationship based on the content you've been putting out as opposed to just being needy and asking for something right out of the gate. Yeah, I think it's appropriate to slide into the DMs if over email if that is where your body of work resides, right? Like choose the medium. So it's like if you just have reels and you don't really have like reels in terms of like a hosting reel or a film and television reel, not Instagram reels. Right. If yeah. you have like the traditional kind of reels or, or a resume and you want to go about it the email way, that's what makes sense. Because let's say you don't have that social media presence. You haven't built that portfolio that we talked about that is visible on social media. But if you have worked really hard to craft yourself a brand and that personal brand or whatever that does showcase some of your work and what you've been doing. Like, I think it's great to reach out from your social media because it does show them on a quick win. Like they'll click on who if if they're going through those DMs. Right. They'll click right. That's the first thing they're going to check. They're going to click right back and say, who is this person, you know, checking me out? And that's where they're going to go. They're not going to go to your website, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think to that point, I'll share a quick anecdote. Like I had worked with an agent um, throughout my 20s um, for TV and film, and she had gotten me a lot of great stuff. And for one reason or another, we broke up um, and or I should say she dumped me um, <laughs> basically like. I don't have anything for you anymore, which I still to this day don't really understand that excuse, which is like, we don't really need your type. I, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't booking or maybe it's when, I, I don't know. I don't know 
what the reason was there, but for one reason or another, it ended. And um, I would say about two years ago, three years, three years ago, I noticed her engaging with my social media content. I, I saw her liking and commenting on stuff. And I was like, I feel like this is a great opportunity to reach back out and see, cause I wasn't repped by a TV and film agent at the time. So mm -hmm. I was like, I should see, you know, if she's interested in at least taking a meeting, she's, she's clearly loving my content. It's when I was shooting a ton of sketches and stuff like that. So I DM'd her and I was just like, Hey, um, I thanks, you know, I forget what I said. It was a while ago, but I was just like, I see, you know, that you're, you've been loving my content. Like, how have you been? Like, I'd love to re talk about what it might look like to, to work together. Like I, again, I don't remember how I went about it, but I shot her a DM based on the fact that she was engaging with my content and she was like, yeah, come on in, let's have a meeting. And I started working with her again. So I'm working with her yeah. again since then. And so it was like, again, you just don't know, you know, if you see someone that seems to be interested in your content, like that gives you an excuse to reach out for whatever reason it might be. So that gave me the opening that I needed to say, Hey, like, and even to show her, like, I mean, she might not have noticed me and maybe wouldn't have taken that meeting, but because I was taking the initiative and I think a lot of agents and managers really respect that people who are making their own content, writing their own stuff, shooting it. It shows that you're hungry, that you're not just sitting around waiting for jobs that you can also bring stuff to the table. You know, I think, you know, her seeing that was exactly what I needed, um, you know, in order to sort of revive that relationship. Um, and then I'll also say in terms of like the power of the DM, I've, I've used this in a number of ways. Um, when I was shooting my pet show, um, that talk show, I DM'd a lot of celebrities that I really thought that I would have no way of getting a hold of. And some of them I didn't. Like sometimes I think a lot of those did sit in that like section of Instagram where like- The requests, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of them ended up there. However, I did reach people I had no idea that I'd be able to reach who did respond. Um, most of them like were unavailable, but we even struck like one person I ended up getting coffee with, like they couldn't do the pet show because their pet was actually just like, they were like, I, they wouldn't be able to handle it. They're too old and it would be too stressful, <laughs> but like, I love what you're doing. Let's grab a coffee. So that was really, that was somebody from the daily show who's a correspondent on the show. Like, so I was able to reach people that way that I thought that I would never be able to, um, and similarly, people have reached out to me and shot their shot and been like, hey, will you come speak at this thing? Or, hey, will you pop on my podcast? And I'm always happy to help when I can. It fits my schedule. If it's like, you know, in line with what I'm trying to do, like I, I don't mind people sliding into my DMs and asking. And if I can't do it, like I've had people be like, can you repost my video? You know, probably not, like unless I, I love it and it's like has to do with, you know, the messaging that is my brand, but like, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, absolutely reach out like the, you never know who's going to respond truly. Yeah. Just be aware with how you do it. Um, a lot of, I get a lot of that too. People that have, I've never talked to and they reach out, Hey, can you get me a job? Hey, can you retweet this thing? Hey, can you share? And like, that's not how you should be using social media. One other thing I don't like that people do a lot is when they send out a tweet or post a video or something, and then they tag 50 people just hoping some, hoping someone like, no, once I see that, that I'm one of 
30 ats in a tweet, like, no, I'm already out. So just beware. Don't be that person when be using smart. social media. Be yeah, smart be smart it. and just, you know, be socially aware of, of how you come across. It's easier said than done. But yeah, just don't, don't be that person using social media to be with other people. I think don't be spammy about it, right? That's yeah. number one. There's no need, like if, if it should be someone that you have a connection with, right? It, maybe they don't know that you have a connection with them, but like someone that you have been following, you admire, you can actually say, hey, you know, I, I think it's like there's um, the woman that we're going to have on our show, right? <laughs> you know, it was very clear when she reached out and she got my email because it's on my social media that she was a fan and a listener of the podcast and she had a body of work to back it up. Um, I don't I didn't even tell you, Mike, but she just got published in the New York Times. Whoa. So, great. Yeah. So, I, you know, she must have told them, hey, I'm going to be on Living the Damn Dream soon. And they said, let's get her published before she blows up. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think just just know, know when you're going to someone that like be prepared to have the body of work to back it up or the reason that you're connecting to them, not just like, I got to get someone on this. Like, I'm going to try to reach for this celebrity. Like, no, it should be, you know, you appreciate their sense of humor. You think it would be the right fit for this particular project. Or like, you know, they have experience with dealing with this particular issue um, or they're passionate about it. Like, make sure there's a reason there. And also make sure, again, you're not spamming um, them either, right? So that you're not, like, once you reach out, kind of got to let it go. Like, one follow-up maybe. and then yeah. And then that's it. It's true. Um, and then I guess, where do you want to go with this next? Kind of the next level of it? Because after you do the reach out or after you connect with someone, then I think a great way to use social media to build your own brand is, is collaborating and working with other people in a public way. So that's hard to get past that first step, that first doorway to connect with the person just that they answer you back. But then I think it's very powerful even to this day you know, throw a collab. And that's kind of what we're doing with this podcast, right? Since the beginning is the two of us getting together and working together. But there's a lot of other ways you can do that to help grow yourself too. Yeah, I think um, this goes back to two. Collaborations are a really powerful way. So I think utilizing those tools that let's say Instagram or other um, platforms give you like a live, right? So if I went live on my Instagram with um, my Pilates instructor, let's say we would all reach her audience in addition to my audience, that collaboration makes sense. Because if you listen to the previous podcast, like I talk about mental health, it's something that, you know, um, translates to my, so, you know, think about it that way. Or I used to shoot a lot of sketch comedy videos, you know, and we would, I would approach other people and say, hey, I have this idea, I think it'd be great for you. Um, are you interested? And like, again, then we're reaching multiple audiences there. We're reaching both. Um, and then of course, like consider the larger pages that exist that are, that are reposting people's content. So, you know, your Betches, um, who I worked for for a little bit, right. They, they are doing a lot of reposts right now of, you know, sort of fun videos that creators are coming up with or like tweets that comedians have and they'll repost and tag with credit. Um, so again, it's not a case where you want to spam them every single time you have a post that you're like, Oh, I want betches to see this and I want them to repeat. But you know, if you have something that you're like, this is very on brand, um, with what they do, like it's, it's a great way to figure out, okay, do I know anyone here? How can I reach out? Like, do I know like, and not DMing betches the, the, um, account that has millions of followers, but finding, okay, who's the social media director 
um, of yeah. this platform? Like, how can I get in touch? Can I try DMing them with the post that I think would be a great fit for their page and not doing it every single time? You know, I think getting reposted by these larger accounts is a way to go about it, but you have to be, you know, it takes time to figure out what that approach should be um, and doing it carefully so that it's, they don't feel that you're spamming them. Um, I, I think there's a great um, example too, going back a little bit to um, getting jobs too from your social and sort of using your platform as your po portfolio. Actually, no, this is like more just getting a job. So this is, this is a fun story. So I had a follower um, reach out to me and ask me to speak on a panel for actors and um, it's a little it's a group that they have that meets every week they invite speaker a speaker every week to come and talk about um, you know their career and they ask there's an interviewer that asks questions etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just um, a group of working actors who are trying to learn and I was like that yeah, that sounds great I don't know if I'm like qualified for that and he was like because he told me they had had Kevin Bacon um, oh wow! Yeah, so I was like pretty impressed. So I was like, "Yeah, you would have been one degree away from Kevin Bacon." There you go. So I was just like, "Yeah, let's do." It. I'm, I'm always again for me, it's like it felt like a, a great fit. I was happy this person reached out, and I was like, "This would be." I think it would be really nice to be able to share some of what I've learned with a group of actors, and you know, so I went and I spoke on that platform. It was like such a sweet experience, but. Also, that same follower then reached out to me um, with, they basically DM'd me um, after I'd committed to doing that, before I had actually spoken, but once I had committed to it, and they were like, hey, um, my friend is actually like, he works with this casting director, they're looking for a host um, for this um, one-off sort of commercial, like, you fit the specs, do you want to send me your your real um, and your resume. And I kind of didn't really think much of it again, but I was like, okay, so I emailed it to him. I'll just say this, that turned into being a five, six figure, six figure, five figure, wait, let me count my zeros. <laughs> five figure job, five figure job that I did book because of my follower. Um, who literally got me a job. So now it, it's gone the other way where it's like, if you're showing your body of work and you're making your platform clear, right? It's not, it's not even just um, the people who, let's say you submit for a job on whatever, and then they go back to your social media to see who you are. Your actual followers can potentially translate to people who can get you work. That's the ideal. We've talked about that with jobs. When someone reaches out to us, oh, we think you'd be perfect for this role or for this show. Uh, if someone that is already following you is like, oh, I just love your content so much. I saw this. I think you should go for it. Not the what we've also talked about, like, oh, Sarah, you'd be great for the new um, Little Women remake or whatever, like the Brad Pitt production. Or Mike, you should host Jeopardy. Like, we got to be realistic. But yeah, that's great when people can start reaching out to you and saying, oh, I saw this. Thought you'd be perfect for it so that is nice when you get to that point um and then where what else do we want to talk about in terms of this um well i think the other thing one thing i'll jump in here because i've had a lot of recent experience with this recently is you know last week we talked a lot about creating your content and just making yourself a machine to hopefully get exposure 
But also remember that you can also get exposure from your other work and hopefully have that translate over and just be ready for that and prepared for that, both in the kind of content you do and how you interact with your audience. And what I'm speaking of experience wise is um, recently while we were on hiatus, I started doing something with the Mets. In addition to what I had been doing, I'm hosting now a post game live talk show on Twitter. And it's from the Mets account, which has over a million followers. They launch it. I co-host with them. And then after the Mets win, fans come in. They ask me questions. We kind of banter live. It's like talk radio. It's awesome. And for all of the content I kept producing myself, I've just been getting consistently more followers from this show because people jump in and they're interacting with me and they see me and they can just tap on my photo and say follow than anything that I've gone viral for in the past or or have done you know, ongoing series or whatever. So don't think that you have to succeed on social media just by being self-sustaining. Try and figure out a way to leverage maybe your other existing work and the brands that maybe you're working for to funnel off some of that following over to you because I'm getting consistently you know, 20 to 30 new followers every time we do a show. And I'm not doing anything new or different, I'm just, you know, the little guppy that latches onto the back of the shark and eats all the leftovers, right? But I'll take that because um, that's fine by me. So also be aware that you can, you can parlay the stuff you're already doing to maybe helping out your social media profile as well. Uh, it doesn't have to just be the content you make on your own doing that. Yeah, I think that definitely sort of brings it full circle because I know for me, and, and we talked about this, like it's like which came first, the chicken or the egg? And a lot of times it's like, if you just get that job, like, people are going to follow you for that yeah, job. Like, like HQ was a great example. Yeah, exactly. Or like you, you book a hit TV show. Yeah, yeah. of course there's going to be fans that are going to follow you back on social, like regardless of really what you have up there. But if you can tie the two together and make sure, yeah. you know, you have a presence on social, it doesn't have to be where you're showing up every single day, making this like mind blowing content, but like you're you and it's pretty clear who you are and you're giving them a reason to follow when they find you because of this job then again, you're giving them a reason to follow you once they see you because of a job. And that's that definitely happened to me with HQ. It's even happened a bit with display where I've had people come over and jump social platforms to see what I'm doing on other ones. Um, so I think, yeah, it comes back to just like tying it all together, making it a cohesive way that you're presenting yourself um, to the world. Yeah, because you can, I forget there was one soccer player a few years ago who had like 3 million followers on Twitter and had never posted anything. But just because he was that popular of a player or that good of a player, he had his following. But yeah, you don't want to waste that. You don't want to, you, you know, misuse that. So when you do get that influx of people, like Sarah said, then you don't have to be that super creative. You can just be you and people are here for you and they like you. And then you can, if you put those two together, then you get this third new thing that will just keep sustaining its own success without having to do that much extra work. I think one thing that I just realized too, that we can talk about briefly is like you, social media, there are ways to use it where you don't have to create brand new content. So for example, on Twitter, retweeting people whose content that you love or commenting mm -hmm. on like funny articles that are coming across your feed. Right. Um, I think we're just using a news story that you see on social or a trending topic on social to actually feed what it is that you want to talk about, what the, the premise of your content is. So like there's ways to actually use social where it doesn't have to be something that you're creating completely from scratch. Very true. And then those people start seeing, oh, uh, you know, 
that woman who hosts on display just, you know, amplified my thing. That's really awesome. Let me try and establish a thing with her. Or that guy that works for the Mets liked my thing. Sweet. Like, let me, let, and then that's how, again, it's just relationship building and everything that you do. And there's just a lot of different ways to do it. Um, one thing, then I, I have one more note here because my, my viral tweet, which we mentioned last week, which is still getting me more attention um, this week. Um, don't rely on going viral. We've talked about this a lot. But just another reminder, don't rely on going viral or hoping that going viral is going to get you a following or a sustainable thing, because that's just not how it works. Um, as an example, putting my two most recent examples together, so that Mets show, which I host just on a daily basis, just because I'm part of a larger brand and associated with it, I'm getting consistently more and more followers every day. That tweet that went viral, NBC News, heard of them, pretty big deal, right? They reached out to me because they saw the tweet and asked if I would write an op-ed column for their website, which I did and published, you know, last week. And I figured, wow, they tweeted about it. They have like over half a million followers on Twitter and I'm on this huge, amazing platform. And I got four followers from writing that article. That's all that came to me on Twitter in like the 24 hours afterward. So I thought viral tweet, huge exposure. This is going to be a ton more people coming to me. That's not necessarily how it works. So be consistent, be good. That one flash in the pan, lightning strike reel that goes to a million views or tweet that goes crazy or TikTok that blows up, unless you're the cranberry juice ocean spray guy, um, it's probably not gonna change your life in a huge way. So don't, don't put your eggs in the viral basket in terms of using social media with other people is another lesson I wanted to share. But I do think it's really cool that now you can add, you know, that you've been published. Yes. And that goes back to the portfolio, right? Build, you know, use your viralness or whatever as more arrows in your, in your quiver. Don't rely on that being the be all end all. But now I can say, yes, I'm a published NBC news, you know, columnist. Right. And that becomes something I can now use as leverage for something else in the future. But um, yeah, you got to use it as, as one part of a larger whole and not just the whole thing by itself. Um, I also just wanted to do a quick shout out to some of the, you know, I, we talked last week a lot about the social media coach that I, you know, worked with. Um, and I think another great way to use social media is to follow people who specialize in, again, the spaces that you want to work or what you're interested in doing. So we talked a bit about agents, casting directors, you know, I think a great follow is social media coaches, people who are telling you how to utilize the platform, who are a lot of times on those meetings with Instagram, with TikTok, when they're introducing new features and they actually break that news um, on social or how to utilize something, how to, how to use the platform to the best of uh, its ability. Um, so I'll shout out a couple people and this is something that I've started adding to my feed and I find it super helpful. Um, so a couple that I follow, so the person that I worked with, her name's Jordan Guyton um, and she's amazing because she also actually works in this space of entertainment. I mean, she wrote, produced, and acted in a show on BET. Um, so she's she's great. Actually, we should have her on as a podcast guest. Um, Please, like you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, we should totally have her on. She's she's great. So that's Jordan. That's who I worked with. But uh, two other follows that I love uh, are someone named Jara Bean, and another one that's J E R A, and I'm sure if you search that you would find it. Uh, Jordan, by the way, is J O U R D A N, and then another one I follow uh, goes by Lisette Calve, L I S S E T T E, um, and they're all just great. They're constantly talking about the the platform and um, using trending things. So sometimes I get my ideas from them. 
Um, but yeah, it's always good to use people who specialize in the space to understand it even better. You can't do it alone and we can't do it for you. Just the two of us. Although thank you for being listeners and checking in with us, but yeah, you always, and this was a theme we had last week, always look for more help, more coaching, more experts. There's always going to be someone that knows more about this, whatever it is than you. So don't be ashamed to, to do that. And I think following people on social media is a great way too. So um, well done. Um, we wanted to keep these short these last two weeks because also, Sarah, you got to go to something else today. Um, anything else you want to add before we do some casting calls and say goodbye? Just our casting call of the week. All right, let's do it. Um, okay, you want to go so, first? Yeah. So I think we've done something along these lines before, but I'm, if anybody is interested, it looks like this app, MJoy, is looking for all kinds of talent. Right. Um, so basically, it's an erotic audio app. Um, and they are not, they are looking for script writers. Mm. They are looking for voices. Um, so if you want to write audio erotica, um, or speak it, they are looking for tons. Uh, yeah. Casting English speaking male, female voiceover artists to record for MJoy's audio erotic stories. It's a female-founded tech company and content studio pioneering audio storytelling that helps over 123,000 women and non-binary people get in the mood, explore their bodies, and tap into their sexuality. You can record from anywhere in the world, write from anywhere in the world. Um, and let's see what kind of pay they're looking for. Um, While you look for that, just a word of advice, I would I would pursue the the voiceover aspect over the writing one because I feel like writing erotica is a very hard, pun intended, I guess, uh, thing to do. Uh, it's 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 very difficult to not be like cheesy or over the top. So maybe you're not that good at that. But the voicing, I think people can really get into it with the emotions and the characters. But hey, uh, follow your talents, follow your heart. All right, it's one twenty per script. Um, I don't know for the, the voiceover, um, but yeah, MJoy, uh, if you're looking for a little bit of a fun project, they are looking for you. All right, there we go. Uh, well, keeping with the sex theme, cause this guy's uh, most famous role is for having sex with the pie. Um, Sarah, this game show is looking for a Jason Biggs body double. And I kind of fit the vibe. It's like, well, it says you should be 5'10", which I'm not, and 190 pounds, which I'm not. But I feel like dark brown hair I can do. And I don't know, whatever. The reason I bring this up is because what do you think the going pay rate is for someone to be a Jason Biggs body double for one shoot day? Um, and this is non-union? This is a non-union submission, correct. Looking for a 35 to 45 year old white male. Um, yeah, should be 5'10", 190 pounds, dark hair. Looking around 100 bucks. That's what I thought too, because I've done stand-in work before um, and I got like paid 150 for seven hours or something like that. In reality, they're paying $360 to be a Jason Biggs body double. I think that's a pretty good pay rate to just stand around and not do anything except for look like the guy from American Pie. I was going to say, I feel like that's much closer to the SAG rate for that job. So great. Yeah. Solid work if you can get it. Um, 
you have to belong to casting networks to submit to this. So I can't give you guys this if any of you Jason Biggs lookalikes are listening, but maybe Google it and give it, give it a find and see if there's any way to look at it there. I don't know what game show this is for or who's running it, but hey, it's a good day's work to be fake Biggs, Jason Figs. Um, in the meantime, next week, we're going to have our first guest on in a minute. Her name, we've mentioned her already. Her name is Ashley Oaken. Um, someone who appropriately reached out from probably tracking my email address down on social. Um, and yeah, she is essentially, um, someone who she basically, uh, was an aspiring secondary English teacher turned entertainment writer as a result of the pandemic and a regular listener of Living the Damn Dream. Um, so she's going to tell her story of how she's moved towards living the dream, which is really, really inspiring. Like I mentioned earlier, she just got published in the New York Times. She has a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, so if anyone you know has gotten inspired as a result of this podcast, um, and started to consider, oh, maybe I could write or sell this television show, or maybe I could try to do some voiceover. Um, shout out to our future voiceover episode, which is coming, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, no pun intended, but that. Yeah, you're you're writing for MJoy now. Um, you know, that's you know, then this is this is going to be a great episode because yeah, she's she's making her dreams happen. So I could not think of a more appropriate first guest back. For this podcast um and someone you know who will really show us you know how she did it so guys thank you so much for listening we hope we have inspired you to get on the socials but like not too much so that it's <laughs> yeah but not spammy not in the spammy way yeah not so much that it sacrifices your mental health um and uh mike do you want to end this one <laughs> oh thank you so much uh yeah so we hope that whether in social media or real life you keep living the damn dream <laughs>